Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio. We are honored to be one of the top-rated shows about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships, especially after 40. And today, I'm going to be speaking with life coach Kate Crow about how to shift your dating mindset mindset, and attract in true love. As a dating coach for women over 40, I help women who are feeling hopeless. Um, often, you know, they haven't had a healthy relationship. And when I ask them to describe what they really want, it's hard for them to go there because they've never experienced it. In a discovery call, I've had women cry to me because they haven't really felt what it is to love and be loved. And it's something that I absolutely, it's its my greatest mission to help women who haven't had that love or who've had hard relationships or unfulfilling relationships to find the authentic, deep love that they are seeking. Uh, I do believe that we that that love comes from self love that love for another starts within, and I call it being a woman of value. I have written many many posts I have a thirty post book on how to be a woman of value. I am currently trying to upload it to Amazon so that it will be available to everybody. But in the meantime, every week here on Last First Date Radio, I offer you a tip on how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is step number seven, which is learn how to delegate. Boy, was I terrible at this when I was growing up, um, especially during my marriage. And most of my life, I was the kind of person who could do it all myself. Or, you know, when I would delegate, people wouldn't follow through, and it was terribly disappointing. So delegating has several components. First of all, it's important to ask the right people and ask them in the right way. So that is something that I teach in my communication skill building, that you have to find the right people in your life and surround yourself with those positive, wonderful people and learn how to ask for what you want because part of being feminine is actually receiving. That's one of our superpowers as women is we were built to receive and we often just know how to give and not receive. I I know that's even true for my work that when I learned how to delegate out the jobs that were holding me back from doing the things I did best, my work started to really grow and expand. So I hope that If you take away one thing today, please learn how to delegate. Don't do it all yourself. But, of course, you're going to take away more than one thing because Kay Crow is going to be sharing tons of great things, and I'm going to introduce her in just a minute. Um, One more thing is that I always give a shout-out to my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. If you are a single woman over 40 or in a relationship and you're over 40 and you want to go to a place where you get positive support absolutely free, it's a place where I don't allow limiting beliefs to stay in the picture and I really challenge the women in the group to grow and value themselves, you can apply to join Your Last First Date on Facebook. So please join us. 
Okay, and Kate Crow is going to join us now, and she has been helping people understand and navigate personal transitions for over 20 years. She's an experienced life coach. She has helped people from all walks of life change their bodies, their minds, and beliefs using strategies that create more focus, discipline, accountability, and mindfulness. She enables her clients to discover the themes and patterns in their lives so that they can profoundly change in concrete, manageable, and lasting ways. And I love the concrete. That's how we learn. Welcome to the show, Kate. Hello. Hello, Sandy. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to talking about mindset. Yes, our mindset. So um, first I always like to know how you came to focus on this type of work. What led you in your life to do this? Um, well, if I'm perfectly honest, it was a lot of breakdowns and heartache. And I think that, um, actually, I love the fact that you're really focusing on people over 40 because I have, it's my belief that, especially for women, between close to 40 and 80, it's our power time. And I would say that my life came to an abrupt um and in some ways, on, at 40, I got divorced, and it was it was a contentious divorce, full of a lot of pain. And um, I just I, I would say that between 40 and 50, my life really went through lots of um, different changes. And it is when I started, I sort of tumbled into. Uh, life coaching myself and began to work with a coach and very, very quickly I felt better. And I really, within about six months with no hesitation, I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was, it really uh, changed, you know, how I experienced life. And I would say that the main thing was that it took that sense of victim out of the picture so that or it it was a journey of like changing um and transforming my victim consciousness such that and i don't always do it now but i would say i'm much quicker to identify um and to shift myself when i'm feeling um disempowered or not in a situation that is working for me. So it was really, it came out of my own need to shift. Interestingly enough, the universe kept throwing me curveballs from the left so that I could continue to practice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I call them lemon-squeezed moments of, um, you know, I had two um, partners. I had to help transition because they got... Uh, stage four cancer, so that was like oh. a major thing. My, um, my, I'm a mother of three, and my oldest uh, can't, was developed a, a chronic mental illness, so that really was a lemon squeeze. So it was really out of my own need to shift that I created the whole shifted method, and um, and where I I really see saw the the power of mindset, and you know that this is what. This is the one thing that we can actually control and change is how we want to be in in terms of the circumstances of our life. So I think it's a great topic, especially when we're looking at love and looking for love to just sort of note, you know, how um, how is our mindset affecting us? 
Yeah, wow. So thank you for sharing that story, those, your, your background. And um, it is so true that our, our challenges can be looked at as ways to refine us or ways to pull us down. One, one of the statements that I get really triggered by, and this is something I heard over the weekend, is God only gives us challenges that we can handle. Like, um, <laughs> I have such a visceral reaction to that because I don't believe everyone can handle challenges. I believe they could if they had the right training, but I believe that many people fall apart when they have challenges. And so we do have control, but what do you feel about that statement? I think, well, I actually I actually believe it, and I think it's, it's it, uh, you know, a, a phrase I use a lot when I'm working with people is life is happening for us, not to us. So, but and that's that shift, right? But I think it's it's when we look at life through the lens of like, what is this here to teach me? Why why would I? So, to you know, a really great example of what you're talking about was I had been single for thir- three years, and I finally met this amazing man um, who also had like decided to be single and to change his uh, approach. Uh, or his relationship to women, and I thought, my God, amazing! Like, he was—he was just um, a, a really evolved human being. And this was right after my son had had a massive breakdown, and he was, um, you know, actually he was swept up into um, the system of um, the mental health system, and it was—it was a really dark time for me with just dealing with my son. So in comes this bright light of a man and within uh, nine months he was diagnosed with esophageal cancer and that had spread you know to his liver to his um to his lungs and ultimately it went into his brain and it killed him he he died three months later so it was i only knew him for 13 months but here was this you know i was just really getting that squeeze and i remember taking a run and thinking, why? Why is this happening to me? And then this real bolt of, you know, consciousness came into my head, and it was like, because you teach people how to feel possibility when they don't believe there is any. And I really, that's what I, so when I talk about mindset or we were going to talk about, you know, looking for what is right in a situation versus what is wrong. For me, it is that it's beginning to um, change the lens by which I'm looking at an experience such that it's contributing to me even when it feels really, really wrong and uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. how does yeah, it... Yeah, it makes perfect sense, and I can see how painful that is, but also that you, that you turned it into... Um, you know, a life lesson of uh, of learning from it instead of letting it take you down. And mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, I was married to a man who interpreted our life circumstances in in a totally different way. So that's that's what I'm referring to is that we both experienced the same situation, and we both became very different people because of it. And you know, one was victim and one was victor. And so, so that's what I'm talking about. But let's let's get into because um, we can make the whole thing about this, and I want to be able to get to our topic, which we're we're weaving it in. Um, well, it is actually it is. It's I was I was just curious. Like, were you the victor or the or the other one? Which 
Oh no, I was the victor. I um, yeah. I never asked why me. I I never. We had a child who was born with a genetic disease, and and he passed away when he was five. And um, it, it's you know you get plunged into this um, you know sink or swim situation really quickly, and it's not even about you. It's about somebody else. And right. you know how do you show up? And it, it wasn't even an option for me to stop and say. Um, I am the victim of this circumstance, and why did God do this to me? And poor me, I was fighting for my son's life. I was doing the best I could, and I discovered strengths that I didn't know I had. Right, and that's what I would say right there is the, as Jung would say, the gold in the dark, right? So mm-hmm. and here you are, you're doing this amazing work transforming women's relationships to love because you're an agent of love. So to have, you know, to use that phrase that God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle, you, 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 that you've demonstrated and what you just said is handling it with grace. And, and that doesn't mean that it doesn't totally suck and that it's terrible. You know, there's no way right. losing a child could ever, or even what I've gone through with my son, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no way to sugarcoat that. It's, it's bad, you know, and yet yeah. it's, again, that beautiful place of, to now go into the topic of what we were going to talk about, which is how can you see what's right and what's wrong, you know, versus what's wrong mm-hmm. in the situation. And then, you know, in that, you know, you've, you've illustrated it beautifully of even in a very painful situation of being able to see like, okay, but this is where I've really learned that how I show up is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's one of the biggest life lessons I think people if you can get that, you you really can. Um, you, you're going to feel a sense of abundance and power in your life, even even when um, sort of the storms hit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's yeah. the only thing we can. I mean, so I I absolutely look for that quality in everyone in my life. I want to know how they deal with crisis and how they have dealt with challenges. Um, because if somebody begins talking to you and and immediately dives into what everybody else is doing to them, which is what I attracted when I first started dating, was a whole mm-hmm. bunch of victims. victims? And I said, yeah, oh, exactly. I have work yeah. to do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's talk about, so when people see this is wrong, this is terrible, and I see a lot in my Facebook group of like, what's wrong with men? Why do men do these things? And it's like, yeah, so this is a mindset issue. Um, so let's let's talk about when you see that something's wrong or people who just broke up or, you know, whatever challenge there is, how do you see what's right in the wrong? Yeah, so I think, you know, like I guess we could talk about what – it's loving where you are and trying to see, um, you know – we in in certain if if let's say you're dealing with a really um painful breakup obviously you're going to feel despair and you know that's and there's going to be pain associated with that but if you can you know start to focus on what did you learn what was the gift what is the gift of the of the situation and begin to see it from a um to see 
either that you know you learned something about a type of man, you learned what you want in a relationship, you learned you know sometimes are the ways that we're taught the in the most impactful way are the are the things that hurt the most. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we we that it's the negative teacher that you know come can you know be the harbinger of the of the biggest um, lessons that we're supposed to get. But I think the so loving where you are in terms of dating means that like you said, if you're attracting people who are victims or are complaining about where they are. The universe is going to you 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 get if you can if you have the power to say no, then you're not going to uh, you're going to attract more of what you want, which is a problem solver or a person who is is positive, you know. So I think that is the not to mention that your just overall experience is going to be a lot more positive. Does that make sense? So. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, what we focus on the we more get. positive you c- right exactly and the more positive you feel the more it's going to radiate out of you as well and I think what people don't realize is that when they have this untrusting negative view of on anything you know mm-hmm. somebody cheated on you and now you're looking for signs of cheating in every single person and um just the other day somebody somebody wrote about um a man asked her where she worked, and she immediately freaked out. Um, this is an online dating thing, and he wanted to know where she worked. And he could have just been saying, what kind of work do you do? Um, you know, because people are trying to make conversation. They don't know each other, and it's awkward. And she mm-hmm. immediately vilified him as, you know, some horrible person. And, oh, yeah. he's probably a scammer. Yeah, and, and the whole thread was just, you know, Scammer, scammer, scammer alert. And I'm just like, he could have just been making idle conversation with you. You don't know anything about this guy. Like, this is, we often negate really good people because mm-hmm. of our beliefs. And and we miss the really bad people because of our beliefs and not doing the work. Um, so So how can people shift their mindset? Like, do you have an exercise you can share with us? Well, you know, I think the the main exercise is is it begins with just being aware, and the you know that how if you if you find the, so the awareness of that you are complaining or you're seeing something that isn't right. What you want to you know and that it so the first in order to do any shift you have to start to catch yourself in you know, the default mode. And I think for the majority of humans that walk this earth, you know, the default mode is to be skeptical. Like, you know, this is a this is a person. But if we can, if you start to notice and catch yourself like, okay, if am I focusing on what's wrong? Am I focusing on I'm never going to find somebody, there's scarcity, that there's this contraction. If you can catch yourself and then... I find that writing is just an amazingly powerful um, tool, you know, to but to write out what you, you know, the description of what you're complaining about or what doesn't seem right, and then to see it like you, 
um, gave in that example. Try to see it from a different point of view. Try to look at it through the lens of what is right and being curious. You know, curiosity, enthusiasm, positivity, like that, those uh, feeling states always raise your experience. So the more, the quicker you can get into a place of um, focusing on what's right versus what's wrong, the the faster you're going to feel better. And as you pointed out, then you become more of an attraction for what is good versus, you know, the um, what's what's not working. So I think the mm. yes, yeah, so the exercise would be start to notice. And catch yourself in the experience once you once you notice it. Quickly write down what is wrong, and then see if you can talk back to it and flip it around to find what it is. Um, and really ask yourself what could be right about this situation, and how might who do I need to be in order to get um, to make the shift myself? Mhm. That's great. Um... So I think people don't realize how much power they have. You know, it's, it's, you know, we give up our power so quickly without realizing that we're waiting for other people to decide our fate. Um, once we can be honest with ourselves like this and say, oh, I'm complaining. Oh, I'm skeptical. Oh, I'm making up stuff. What's my evidence that this is really happening? And maybe I can find some contrary evidence and maybe I can shift the way I see it, everything changes. Yeah, and well, you you did made a great point, Sandy, about how our belief system, you know, our beliefs inform our actions, right? So if if you have been betrayed um, in an in the experience of love, you know, there's it's easy then to continue to look for that reoccurring or to be you know to be skeptical, but if you can get skeptical about your skepticism, that is, you know, that, that will be the power that you can take. You can take your power back by that, um, by doing that. So I think it's, are you gathering evidence to believe in love or are you gathering evidence to, you know, that says, you know, I don't get love in this lifetime. And we want our, you know, our listeners to go for it. yes of course you're getting love in this lifetime and you know to move f- from that place mm. so if you're finding yourself in a situation that doesn't feel right my recommendation is not to say that it isn't right i mean that it that it, it there's it, it might be wrong but even in the like we your personal experience my personal experience these are really heavy duty but look for the positive lesson that you can get out of it for yourself such that it um, it gives you go- the golden wings of wisdom because that's uh-huh. what's going to allow you to fly forward um, and in a more empowered way. Yes, I totally believe that. And I, and I think that we can also gather those gems when we're dealing with a tough situation in the future that we realize that we have dealt with something really tough in the past and it can give you the strength to do it again. Um, yeah. Without question. With the harder it is, the more painful it's been, the richer it is in terms of personal uh-huh. growth, in, per- in terms of um, what it has to offer you. Um, 
Like, look at yeah. what happened with you. It set you on a whole new path of being an agent of love. Same thing I could say for myself is that every mm-hmm. every squeeze I've really painful things of, you know, losing really, I didn't lose my son, but I lost my partner. And, you know, and my son was in a really tough space. And I, but it made me, it made me, there's nothing I can't, people bring to me that I can't really relate to because I've I've had all of those experiences and I think that's that's where you know young said it best you want to look for the gold in the dark uh-huh. but even in every single moment so if if our listeners are feeling like there's no love out there for them the, you know we want we want them to you know get start to look at what's right in the situation that you're in what how and how could you make it right what in you can you shift such that you um, can feel a different mindset that doesn't leave you as the victim but actually leaves you as the person that's um, reaping the gold? Mm. Yeah, that's really, really great. I, I love it. I, I I felt this way during parenting as well, like you mentioned mm-hmm. your son a few times. and. Um, what really shifted for me in my relationship with my children was um, realizing my my part in it. You know, yeah. my kids were oppositional. They were tough. I had a husband who was not on the same page and would constantly oppose my parenting style. And I felt disempowered tremendously during my marriage. And I remember reading how to talk so men how to talk. So your kids will listen. So kids will listen and listen. So kids will talk. And it was like, oh wow, I have to actually listen to my kids. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I'm supposed to be the powerful one here. And that little shift of honoring who they were, of really tuning in, of understanding why they were acting out in the ways that they were, and it wasn't about just you know go to your room in order to learn a lesson. It was also about really honoring that they were trying to meet needs. Um, I have a three-year-old granddaughter, and I just spoke to her this morning on FaceTime. They live in Israel, which is really hard. And she is one of the most mature human beings that I know, much more mature than most adults that I know. And she said to me today, I want to go to Jerusalem and tell this famous singer that when he when he's upset he should he should calm down and not and not shout or something. It was about like using his words and and trying to calm down and you know she mm. she is integrating what she yeah. <laughs> yes and her mother is I have to say I'm so proud of my daughter for being such a conscious loving parent and she never punishes she really tunes in and I think if we all if we all looked at life that way, you know, from the time we're little, and most of us didn't get that as little children, but to honor to honor ourselves, to honor others, to really see that we're all human and that, you know, stop making up stuff. Um, the curiosity piece to me that you mentioned, that was huge transition during my coaching training, learning that I, I discovering that I was pretty judgmental and I make, you know, drew conclusions pretty quickly and thought I was being pretty conscious, but just that shift into curiosity can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah, I think you know we um, our assumptions can really get us into trouble. 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, those assumptions can of, often are born out of our experiences. But if we can start to, you know, curious curiosity is a, a game changer. If you think, even when you're in um, a disagreement with somebody, re- stopping and beginning to get to seek to understand them, you will, you know, Stephen Covey said it great. You know, he said, you know, seek to understand, then to be understood. I think it's uh-huh. that's a very powerful statement of of. Oftentimes we go in with our assumptions, um, and we're so adamant about that we're right, but how many times have we had that experience when we really, we, we aren't right, you know, but, you know, I also think you're making another great point, which is when you are wrong, just cop to it quickly, clean it up (laughs) and, you know, be free because we are all human and we are all, you know, we all have the capacity to be loving and hateful and manipulative and generous. You know, it's like these, all of these qualities are, you know, that's what makes us human. When we find that we are not, you know, behaving ourselves in the way that leaves us feeling a healthy sense of pride, the faster you can do self-correction is, you know, the faster you will feel more connected um to the person who you're having the breakdown with. But it's also, that's when we start to, again, focus on what's right versus what's wrong. How can I correct this situation so that, you know, I have the outcome that I'm looking for? Um, and I think that's what living a conscious life is all about. Mm, I love it. Boy, this is such a rich conversation, Kate. And I could go on forever, but we we do have to come to an end. So please tell our audience how they can be in touch with you. Um, right, I have a website, uh, and it's Kate K A T E Crow C R O W W W Kate Crow dot com, and that's I'm there. There I am. So I look <laughs> forward to uh, hearing from anybody if this has been if this has been helpful. And thank you so much, Sandy, for um, yeah, just being that agent of love in the world. It's 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 a we sure do need it right now. So it's great. Mm. Well, thank you for for turning your your lemon squeeze moments into into the the amazing work that you do with others and the deep understanding you have for for the human condition and how to empower people to make those shifts. So, thank you so much for sharing today. You're welcome, and I look forward to talking with you again. Yeah, me too. And thanks, everybody, for listening today. And I hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. Bye.